Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Startup BizCast. It's November 2007, and happy Thanksgiving week. I'm Steve Mullen, and this week's topic is a business plan for your small business. Startup BizCast is the small business podcast that's shorter than your coffee break. It's produced by Endgame PR Podcast Production, and its home on the web is www.startupbizcast.com. One of the first interviews I did for this podcast was on exit plans, or how to plan to exit your small business. I've been meaning for some time to back up a bit and do a show on business plans, because it's so important to know where you want your business to go. So that's what we're talking about this week. My guest is an author and CEO of a business that, among other things helps companies devise business plans. Before we get to that, though, let's take a look at small business news from this past week in the BizCast Brief. There are a number of problems being caused in the economy these days as a result of lenders giving out bad subprime loans during the recent housing bubble, but the Federal Reserve says it's seeing little evidence it's affecting small businesses. The Fed says small business loans are still readily available. Entrepreneurs take note, Fortune Small Business recommends you move to South Dakota. While the actual climate there isn't the best, the small business climate is apparently tops in the nation. The magazine ranked the top states for small business using 29 factors, including taxes and regulatory burden. South Dakota came in first, primarily because it doesn't tax personal income, capital gains, corporate income, or corporate capital gains. Rounding out the top 10 in order are Nevada, Wyoming, Washington State, Florida, Michigan, Texas, South Carolina, Virginia, and Alabama. Dead last, Washington, D.C. So with Turkey Day upon us, it's time to think about what your company's going to do for your employees. Top of mind for workers is extra time off, of course. MSNBC did a story this week that gave a few examples of how companies are keeping people motivated and thinking about work during this time of year. Examples included holiday treats like food and candy, gift cards for coffee, slack dress policies, and even, well, just giving them extra work to keep them busy. So what's your company doing to keep employee minds from wandering? I want to know. Give me a call at 206-984-0860 or shoot me an email at info at startupbizcast.com. I'll give that contact information out again at the end of the episode, and be sure to let me know. More on these stories and more are available in this week's Small Business Recommended Reading, on the Startup BizCast blog. Time for this week's Startup BizCast interview. You know, as small business owners, we sometimes get so busy doing the work that pays our bills that we don't take the time to plan. Having a business plan can help you see the big picture and know where you hope to take your business in the future. Joining us this week is Gary Harpst. He's CEO of a company called Six Disciplines, which is devise a system to help small to mid-sized companies practice good fundamental business practices. Gary's also written a book called Six Disciplines for Excellence, Building Small Businesses that Learn, Lead, and Last. One of the six disciplines is planning, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Gary Harpst, thanks for joining us on Startup BizCast. Thank you, Steve. Now, first off, tell me about Six Disciplines, the book and the business. Well, the book is a handbook that explains to small businesses the things they know they should do but don't get done. Uh, Think of it as a a book that helps organizations plan and execute better. Does every business actually need a business plan? Is this something necessary for, say, companies that have no employees? Well, in terms of the 
size of the business, it really doesn't matter. Everyone should have some idea of where they want to go. We, we, we call the first discipline decide what's important. And you really can't, uh, everything sits on top of making those decisions. What are the important elements of a business plan? What do you need to figure out before you start writing down the plan? Well, we have a process that's described in the book. And interestingly, most of our clients have in their mind a plan, but they haven't articulated it well enough that everybody in the organization understands it. So we have about five or six steps we go through to get the the team of people in the room that are the leaders and draw out of them what's the mission and the values, the vision, the strategy of the company. And once they've done that, then we ask them to narrow down to maybe five key goals, three to five key goals. We call them vital few objectives. And that, that becomes, uh, uh, we, we do that in a retreat, and that becomes the foundation of them building short-term plans. And what do you do with a business owner who really just has no idea? They've started this business, but they just don't know where they want it to go. Well, that's, that's not uncommon. They, they, a lot of times a business gets started with an idea, and then the business grows, and, and at some point maybe it tops out or uh, starts to have some struggles. and So you kind of have to renew your vision. We have a series of exercises that we go through that really help. An example is we'll ask maybe three or four people that are in a room together that are the leaders of the business, what is it you want to have 10 years from now? What is it you want to do 10 years from now? Or what do you want to be 10 years from now? Those simple questions, we usually time people in the answer so that they don't have time to think. They just spout out what's in their mind. And we write those down and uh, then have each person explain why they said what they did. And that dialogue is what starts to get people on the same page. So if you're just sitting around with your employees or or maybe some some trusted friends or advisors or whatnot, how can you get started on your own putting together a business plan? Well, the one thing I have found the most useful is to challenge leaders to see if they can come up with a strategy that can be expressed in two words. And this is a really interesting challenge. One of the words should convey what type of business you're in, and the other word should convey how you're trying to be different. And let me let me illustrate uh, with a common example, Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, they are clearly in the pastry business. So if you were talking to your grandmother, you could explain, explain to her, hey, I'm in the pastry business, and she would know what you mean. Now, the other part of the, the other word in Krispy Kreme's case, do you know the history of Krispy Kreme? I, I do, actually. I'm, I'm in the South. We, uh, we know all about Krispy Kreme in the South. Yeah, so it all started with the, the sign in the window, kind of, with when, when the donuts were coming out of the uh, fresh baked. And, and so hot or fresh was sort of their original positioning. So there's a case where expressing a strategy in two words, fresh donuts or hot donuts, one word tells you the business you're in, the other word tells you what you're focusing on to be different. So uh, this is a lot harder than it sounds. Um, Most organizations uh, can't, they can give you a paragraph about what they're all about, but they can't get it down to two key concepts. What industry are, are we in? And what is the thing that we are focusing on to be different? 
Well, it sounds like what you're doing is is taking a business elevator speech, which was actually an episode I did uh, three or four weeks ago, and you're condensing that down to the the bare minimum. Is that correct? Yeah, I think you can think about it that way. One of the biggest uh, challenges we find in explaining this to clients is that they think of it as a marketing slogan, uh, something that would appear on their their uh, advertising. And it could, but really the purpose of this two-word phrase is for the people inside the organization. And, and the reason is to guide every team member in what are we investing in, what are we – it gives them a bullseye to aim at. And the clearer and the shorter and more succinct those two words are, uh, the better people are able to align around it. We find that the enemy in execution, it's easy to talk about what you're doing, but the enemy in getting it done, especially as you get more people, is to help to get everyone in the organization to understand what you're trying to do so there isn't so much waste. So you've, you've whittled your business down to these, you know, this, this short description. Uh, where do you go next? How do you decide where you want your company to go in the future? Or, or really, how much prediction is involved in putting together a business plan? Well, we like to move from the two-word phrase, which is we think of as a strategy statement. This is what we're going to focus our investments on, to a vision statement. And when we say a vision, we mean a 10-year picture of where what you think the organization, what your dream is of what it would look like in 10 years as you pursue this. <clears throat> and at this point, it's not a plan. The 10-year vision is not a plan. It's Think of it this way. If you were building a, a house on a hill, your, your dream house, is this house uh, colonial, two-story colonial with white pillars, or is it a contemporary or a ranch? It's, some, it's an image of this is our dream, and we do that after the two-word phrase or the, the strategy is set. And it's very interesting to get people in the room. You, you, you will find uh, different generations look at it differently. The, the elder statesmen in the company may be thinking about retirement, and the younger guys may be thinking about something else. So painting this picture is really critical. And so you, you take this vision, and, and then do you actually look at it and decide, okay, what's realistic, or, or do you go with, you know, here's the dream, and how do we make it happen? Yes, you, you leave the dream alone. You, you, we actually put a date on it. We require you to write a date on it, like 2015 or 2020. And if the dream is directionally right, the vision is right, in other words, you don't know whether you can get there in 10 years or not, but this is the way you want to go, and now you're going to start into the next phase of the plan, which is what are some vital, handful of vital things that we need to do to move toward that plan. If we're going to move to this house on the hill, what do we have to do in the next three years to start moving toward that? And so you can see the in Discipline 1, you're gradually decomposing from the long-term strategy, 10-year vision, to three years and eventually in Discipline 2, down to one-year and even quarterly targets. Now, I usually ask my guests about do's and don'ts. When you're creating a business plan, what's the most important thing to do? The, the most important thing to do is get the leadership to agree on the plan. You don't have to have the perfect plan. Michael Porter, who's a great uh, strategy thinker that I like, an author, says, I would rather have a B strategy and A, execution, than the other way around. Getting people to agree on it and be clear is is the first priority. 
Well, I imagine that's the most important thing, but also perhaps the hardest thing. Well, I don't think it's as hard as executing it. It's one thing for one person to execute a plan. It's another thing for five or 10 or 20. And uh, I, I like to illustrate that with uh, Andy Griffiths. You, you've certainly, being from the South, have seen that show. Of course. Yeah, and do you remember how it opens? Uh, I do. Yeah, the whistling? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one one exercise that we we uh, provide or challenge people to do is get ten people to whistle that tune, and uh, it turns into chaos. <laughs> you know, one person can whistle it really well, ten can't, and that's often the way it is in an organization. You, you can have a clear tune, clear music to play, but getting everybody to play it at the same pace and on the same key is not easy. And what's the biggest don't when you're creating a business plan? The biggest don't is is the is related to lack of focus trying to do too many things so uh, we actually have as the last step in discipline one is what we call a stop list and i think that's probably the hardest thing to do is to get a leadership team to take things off the list so they can free up resource to work on things that are more important okay that sounds like a good place to stop gary harps author and ceo of six disciplines Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. Gary's book is available on Amazon.com, and I've placed a link to that on the Startup BizCast blog and in the show notes for this episode. To learn more about Gary's company, Six Disciplines, go to www.sixdisciplines.com. Please let me know if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions about this or any episode of Startup BizCast. And don't forget to let me know what your company's doing to motivate employees during the holidays. The best way to reach me is via voicemail, 206-984-0860. That's 206-984-0860. You can also reach me at info at startupbizcast.com, or you can leave a comment on the blog. That's a wrap for Episode 24 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Steve Mullen.